0: Welcome to the Imperfect Podcast, where we discuss masculinity more intentionally and purposefully. On this episode, Nick and I go deep into topics about loving ourselves, our desire for relationships, how we look at the chase, the importance of personality, and so much more. I honestly think this is an amazing episode that you'll want to listen to every second of, because as I was going through editing it, I kept taking notes uh, with things that I thought stood out to me um, and, and reflecting on a lot. Nick also talks about his process of growth, how he's taken steps to get where he is today, never perfect, but always trying to get better. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere podcasts are available. And please leave a review on iTunes, as it does a lot for us in terms of getting us recognized on the store. If you want to be on the show or have any topic ideas, message me on IG at The Imperfect Pod and enjoy the episode. check 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 Check, check. yeah yeah that looks good yeah that looks good okay so i guess clap so you can do that little thing there cheers um nick luke so Remember this, when I called
1: you Zach for like the first like was actually half an hour
0: was it Kyle. It was Kyle.
1: Oh my god, man Yeah, You can't even get the you right, didn't even, you can't even get the wrong name, right? Wrong name right. <laughs> so 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 me and Zach Luker Kyle Whichever one you want to call them, I was calling them all three Um, we met and I was calling this dude Kyle for like the better part of an hour And you were talking to me. We were engaging in conversation. Yeah. I was calling you, you didn't notice
0: I didn't know yeah, i'd okay, so it was funny because you sent a calendar invite and you are like, Nick and Kyle. Yeah, Nick times and Kyle. Up. Yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't read it. I'm just like, okay, Nick just sent me a calendar invite. Yeah. And no, it didn't even throw me off so at all. So
1: therefore, because you didn't notice I misspelled or screwed up your name, I, I, I can't even say sorry. No. It's your own fault.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really my fault. i messing with you, buddy. No, that's Can it, you swear it, on this? Uh yeah I think so like I don't know okay. shit yeah <laughs> okay I, like, cool but typically I I don't think I have yet but cool um
1: it's all good if it comes up yeah,
0: it comes yeah it comes up it comes up mm-hmm. um so yeah Nick welcome uh, this is my actually third podcast recording now lovely uh, I recorded one this morning I recorded one no, this sorry I re- yeah I recorded one this morning I recorded one With on him? Wednesday so a buddy from high school named Josh yeah um in so Waterloo in Waterloo I know him from high school a good buddy of mine we know each other for I guess uh, nine years now how'd it go. Really well, yeah, yeah, really well. We, did, I was just like, "Yo, man, uh, I want to have you on this podcast." We went to the Laurier Library and just because it's the day after homecoming, obviously it's empty. Mm-hmm. Um, found a room and then just recorded the podcast.
1: Do you find it sometimes uh, awkward interviewing your friends?
0: No, honestly, no. It'd be just because I've had these conversations with them my entire life, mm. so. You know, we've always been very mature and open and honest with each other. So mm. it, it hasn't really been an impact at all in good for you, I would man. Say say in my life at all. Um but uh yeah, Nick, you know, you know, it's funny how we were introduced. So we have a common mutual buddy, Mr. Scott. Scott Birdie. Scott Birdie, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Scott for uh setting this whole thing up.
1: Classic Scott. Thanks, Scott. Um, Love you, buddy.
0: Yeah, and I was I was out for dinner with him and uh he was saying you know i I was, I was sharing this idea with him about this podcast about you know discussing um, masculinity more intentionally and purposefully and he's like yo this guy nick sing you have to talk you have to talk to this guy he'd be the scott. perfect guy for this uh, for this podcast um, i wonder why so, so scott connected us um Two, two, now we're two or three weeks later. Yeah, and, yeah, two uh, or three weeks
1: later. I know that things like fizzled out over text, and we ran into each other at Swish's event, which was yeah. lit. So I'm grateful to be here, man. Thank you for yeah. having me on. Yeah, thanks and for And it's being called here. The Imperfect.
0: Yeah, just, uh, imperfect. Imperfect. But on, uh, Instagram has to go by the imperfect podcast fair enough yeah imperfect was taken yeah classic. exactly classic well, Exactly how it works. We'll get it for you Um, but yeah, just nick uh, give a little bit of rundown of of who you are what you do and what what your background is for the audience
1: sure, so i'm a uh, i'm a film producer, so I make commercials and ads and stuff like that online through video and photo um, but that's not necessarily my passion i would say that my mission which is where i'll probably start is to connect with people mm-hmm. um i've always been somebody who i believe other people can be themselves around mm-hmm. it took me a really long time to realize that and it took me an even longer time to be myself to realize that so i have made it a goal and a purpose of my life to find a way to help others be themselves around themselves and i'm still working out the early nuances as to how that looks mm-hmm. i think i think it's going to be in some way, shape, or form, some kind of publicly facing personal brand, mm-hmm. but not resting on the virtues of "here's who I am, listen to what I have to say," but resting on the virtues of of, uh, of I really have always wanted to make an impact, mm-hmm. and I think that when folks are pure-hearted and when they have a personality to them. And they're willing to share it really candidly with the world. Uh, People get attracted to that. So it's a long way to say I also have a podcast. (laughs) And I actually do find it sometimes awkward interviewing my friends. Yeah. Because, like, when you put the mic in front of a situation, especially in front of someone who's not used to it, um, tension shows up. So I have a talk show. It's called Autographs. I interview entrepreneurs, speakers, thought leaders, game Mm -hmm. changers. And now, only as of recently, I'm doing my first season where I'm interviewing a ton of friends. And um, that's really what takes the most of my time is both the talk show, which I'm rapidly looking to grow, mm-hmm. in addition to the production company. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why do you think it, it's kind of awkward interviewing like, your friends for the most part? Um, like, what, 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 do they, what do they say is awkward about it?
1: Well, well, I had a conversation yesterday with a buddy, and we re-recorded a podcast, too, mm-hmm. uh, for my show. That wasn't awkward at all. He's a speaker. So you put okay. a mic in front of my buddy Juan and he's at home. Yeah. And, and and I'm pretty at home with these things now too. It's taken a while, but I'm at home with them. Um, I recorded one with another buddy of mine a couple weeks ago. And and, and you can just tell that the internet, like he's such a great talker. He's an incredible storyteller. But the it, the, the only thing that made it awkward wasn't us. Mm-hmm. It was like these physical pieces of hardware that yeah. felt foreign. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you find that they uh, adjust a bit quicker to it or, or does it take some warming up to or does it like almost never feel comfortable for them?
1: I think um, I remember vividly when I started a vlog. I had like a, a YouTube video floating out there somewhere. Yeah. And I like want to start a vlog. It was like two and a half years. This is how my film company started. And I remember walking around campus at the University of Guelph, which is not far from where you went to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this massive fucking vlog set up, dude. Like I had like a tripod I was holding with this heavy camera and a massive mic on top. Mm-hmm and there was a ton of people in the world vlogging at this time but mind you no one in guelph i couldn't find a soul with this setup like i had so i was walking around campus with this massive thing and the one thing that i felt was i couldn't be myself because everyone was looking at this massive setup and this kid with this so ever since going through the months and the motions of carrying that thing around and just not really giving a shit what other people think uh I, i i really beat out a lot of that internal dialogue about having hardware, but I mm. understand have a lot of compassion for folks yeah. when uh, when they're challenged with it. So I think it does take a little bit of time to beat that out of you. It took a few months to beat it out of me. So I wouldn't say that folks warm up to it immediately. I would mm-hmm. love for them to, yeah. but it hasn't been my experience. Yeah,
0: that's why I like this Yeti so much, honestly, is because it you don't really feel it. It's, but it's so also, unintrusive. Yeah, unintrusive and yeah. everything like that um, But I that was one of the issues that I was facing in my head when I got into this is like, you know Off the start, I'm not gonna be able to get the people I want to get I'm gonna be getting my friends who have you know, it's, we've always had these conversations Yeah, but the thing that's in my head all the time is like my words are out there forever now mm. And that's a very intimidating thing when you see people's like, you know, even tweets from ten years ago getting brought up and being like used against them. Yeah. And, and like that's a big fear of mine is that now my words are out there forever. hmm Um oh, yeah. There you go. Um, I just adjusted Luke's mic. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm still learning, I'm new to this, you know? So You're good. thanks, Nick. It's yeah. perfect. Now. Yeah. I got your, your back. Yeah. I got your back. Um and so that that is, is definitely my biggest fear, I guess, is is as I do this, I'm i I'm hundred percent expecting myself to Grow right Mm. and I don't want to be held accountable for what I was in my first episode versus what I am in my like 150th because I feel like over that time I'll have changed a lot. as yeah, a Yeah, as you should, yeah, and yeah, as you should. Um, so I guess that's my biggest fear. So I don't really tell people that I have that fear until like halfway through the podcast. Yeah, it if all I comes can, up right. Or yeah, like after. I understand. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's a shared fear. I, I I think about that a lot. I don't know if you know. So you know Switch, right, Manu Goswami? Yeah, I've met him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So he wants to. Uh, he he wants to one day run for office. <laughs> like he wants to run for like prime minister. So I've always thought, wow, what a, like, incredible goal. I actually think that he could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, he, like, he's, like, in his 20s, right? So he's in his early 20s. So it's probably, unless he's planning to run real soon, it's probably a long way off for him. Yeah. Um, and he's on record so often. It's insane. Like, doing podcasts, running interviews, mm-hmm. like, being published in places that are very publicly viewed. So I'm, like, the amount of watching of his words and his step must be just insane so I thought to myself Nick if I ever randomly decide to do something like run for office or just Mm. change my life in a completely skewed direction Mm. this body of content that I've built for myself would be really working against me Mm -hmm. so I know I've seen your Instagram yeah exactly yeah I appreciate it man I appreciate it it would have to require a mass open mind on Mm -hmm. the public facing part for me to ever succeed in that category so but like I guess the reason why I bring it up is uh, are you do you have goals that you feel these episodes and things that you say might affect or is it more about you just don't want to see the judgment of what you're going to look like on episode 150 and contrast episode one two three and four
0: no i think it's more like you know as i am a young man figuring out my own masculinity i know that there's mistakes i've made now that Mm -hmm. are like just not cool you know like what do you mean well like in terms of the whole world of i'm gonna interview luke yeah basically what's happening basically (laughs) in the whole world of online dating it's just like these misconceived ideas of like you know just talking to people and and it could be so easy to be rude or um more forward right and so there's been situations that i've been and it's like uh, this is not how I want to talk. Mm. And but you just you live yeah. in that culture and that's almost what it's expected on these applications, right? Mm. And so I always have to catch myself being like no, I'm not yeah. going to do that. I'm yeah. not going to do it. I'm going to show love. Yeah, I'm going like, to be a better dude. Yeah. And so Good for you, I failed in a lot of ways there. 100%, yeah. right? And like that is more what I mean in the sense like I'm still like I'm still try- I'm 23 mm-hmm. and I want to lead this generation of young men to be better, yeah. and that means there's a lot of pressure on me to be really good, and <laughs> I like, think that's though. what I feel, right? Yeah. And so I know I've made mistakes. I know that I don't want this perception of what I am now, yeah, to be the perception of me in ten years. Yeah. But I know it could be because I know that I've done not great things in in terms of um, the the public perception of. And it's, it's normalized now, but that, mm. that doesn't, it still feels wrong to me in a lot of ways. And I think that's from up, upbringing and whatnot. Um, yeah. And so it is, I guess that's more what I mean in terms of I like understand. where I am now and where I want to be in the future. It is very, um, I don't like, yeah, I just know I've made mistakes. Yeah, so, man.
1: Yeah. Um, are you talking about like mistakes behind closed doors? Yeah. Like, so,
0: <laughs> you know, when I was... I've had this idea of um, one of the questions I have is like, uh, who are you when you're alone? Mm. And I think that is the most important aspect of where where you're actually a man. Agreed. And I 100% fail all the time in that aspect of it. Right. Like I think boredom is like the bearer of like all evils. Right. Yeah. Um, In a lot of ways. Um, That's some weird shit when I'm bored. And so, you know, since for like the last eight years, you know, one of the dreams I had when I was younger was to be a rapper. Is that and a true fan hat, by the way? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, thanks, Shout out to Scott again. You're
1: welcome. Um, Do you want to freestyle? Is that where you're going with this? It's up to you. No, no. All right. I well, just, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like okay with. Anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking yeah. with you. Buddy.
0: Um, but yeah, when I was younger, I used to always want to be like a rapper. Right. And the like the well, album what would have
1: been your rap name.
0: Um, so <laughs> Zach. Kyle, I think Loco.
1: Loco. I don't know, man. Like for Loco?
0: No, like Loco as in like locomotive, like
1: locomotive. Yeah, like a bike or like, like a way a train, of transportation, bro.
0: Like a locomotive train, like a, mo- <laughs> <laughs> like a like a
1: train, bro. So you've been waiting. Okay, cool. I, I read think it. I, 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 I like that loco. would be the name.
0: I've thought about it before. I think yeah, or I could just be like a, a Lucier, you know. Like my, my last name's West, so
1: okay, yo, it could yeah. be Luke Luke West. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Damn. that's a pretty dope name too. Yeah, that is yeah. Awesome kind of better than loco but yeah it's just one man's yeah. opinion um all right loco but my my right my down. rap
0: album would be uh called behind closed doors and it would actually be just Damn. stories of like me or like men or people in general about how they are behind closed doors wow so it's it's funny that you that's a beautiful conversation yeah yeah kind of just flowed there naturally but bam
1: bam we're freestyling just in a different way it doesn't yeah. have to rhyme exactly exactly <laughs> Cool man, Nick I respect Nick loves that. to wink. I think so that you, know, yeah, you probably yeah, can't
0: I'm, catch it on the camera, but I'm Nick a big, loves to wink. I'm a big so winker cuz sometimes
1: sometimes newcomers don't know when I'm kidding. So, um but what I will say is this man, I think that like behind a lot of the intentions to want to lay it out and lay it down so that the body of work that one creates in their life be it a man, a woman, whoever, um when they lay it down in a place where they want it to be as close to perfect mm-hmm. as possible it's usually stemming from this understanding that in my opinion is sometimes a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what really connects with others, right? Like if you really dig and just strip out layers of just every surface that, that, that there is, you realize that at the bottom, when you bottom things out, what folks really long for is a sense of acceptance and mm-hmm. love. And they call it a bunch of different things. Yeah. They'll say that they long for freedom or loyalty Um, or sometimes even more surface level things like money or sex or whatever, but what they're really looking for at the root of this is a sense of acceptance and desire. Mm -hmm. And there's this incredible quote by this guy named Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Start with why? Yeah. And he said, um, you know, you don't get people to trust you by giving them help. You know, people have this whole trust thing, wildly Mm -hmm. misconceived. Um, you, you, you get people to trust you by asking them for help. So when you're vulnerable with others, when you own up to the things that you've done poorly and the mistakes that you've made, um, you open up a space for others to begin to trust you. Because yeah. if I say, dude, look, I'm really struggling with this. Like, can we go mics down for a second and we go mics down and I just lay it out to you and you just start like giving me life advice, like the amount of connective tissue that's mm-hmm. going to come from that conversation is just going to be unrivaled. And um, it comes from me being okay with not being a hundredly perfect. Yeah. So I think that everything that you're afraid of is probably working to your benefit in ways so. that you probably yeah. will only see many years down the line. And definitely in relation to this podcast. And I think too. you know that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I'd like I, to echo it.
0: Thanks for saying that, too. Like, I think, you know, uh, as I continue along this journey, I've always felt very comfortable sharing my failures with a lot of people. And like during this journey, I really want to actually learn how to be more comfortable with what I've, who I am. And mm. like, like that, this, this is as much a discussion for other people. But at the end of the day, it's like, if it's I awesome don't you. get 500,000 followers or whatever, it's like, yo, I, I don't care about that. Yeah. Like this is me sitting down with my friends, being intimate, being vulnerable yeah. with each other. And like, I've had friends already on my, when I've done my recording, it's like switch the question around on me. Yeah. It's like, you know, I can't be doing that every episode because then I'm just repeating myself way too much. of course. But, um, I do think that this is just as much a journey for me. And like, I've always felt that because I can be very vulnerable with myself and with the people around me that has actually benefited me in this journey of starting this podcast. It's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I'm like, I want to do this. Like, because I feel like I can, I've always been able to make other people feel more comfortable sharing parts of themselves. Um, and I'm, I'm fine being the first one to share parts of me. And I've, I've confessed things to my friends and they're like, yo man, like I'm, I'm dealing with the same shit and it's, they've never shared it with anyone before, yeah. but because I shared it. And it's like, these are things that you say behind closed doors with your buddies and like, we, you know, you don't bring it up yeah. unless it's a conversation that of course, flows that way. But of course, yeah, um, yeah, it, it's amazing what sharing can do. And I think that's mm. why humans of New York Like that's, it thrives on that, right? I love that page. It thrives on strangers confessing vulnerabilities to other strangers. Yeah. And I think like when you have conversations with people that you don't know, then that is honestly one of the most beautiful things in the world because it's like, I might never see this person again. That's true. I shared this biggest vulnerability on a, like on a no judgment thing. Like this person can't go out and say, oh, I met Peter in the park and he's like, he he, like is the most insane dude ever. He's done, he's done some really bad things. Like you won't know. Yeah so it's
1: true man i I had a girl the other day come up to me and i was i won't say where i was because i don't want to expose her um but she was lovely and i she's a stranger she just happened to work there Mm -hmm. and then she told me like very quickly within like the first two minutes of us talking and we're just casually talking she goes i can i say something but i just don't want to be judged for it i'm like yeah go for it Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm bisexual And I said, that's awesome. Good for you. Mm -hmm. And then she's just like, oh my God. And maybe two minutes later, I found out that I was like the third person that Mm -hmm. she ever admitted it to. And I said, why'd you do that? I'm really happy you did, but why? Mm -hmm. And there's this interesting trust that she found in me. And being a stranger, she knew like it was like a no judgment thing. It was Mm -hmm. like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to tell? I don't know Mm -hmm. anyone, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was beautiful, man. So I can relate to that.
0: Yeah. So... You know, I guess this is just a long-winded introduction. Way, introduction of, of getting to uh, some of the questions, the but before the interview, yeah, Nick. Just to start off, some of the questions. Talk I'm going to I'm gonna call you uh, John for the rest of the podcast. John for the rest of the yeah, podcast. Well, you got my name wrong twice. So okay, I that's like I fair. Can so we will wrong.
1: skew my name for the rest of podcast. It's yeah, only fair. Yeah, but I'll
0: plug your Instagram at the end. Okay? I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, uh, what do you define masculinity as in your own life?
1: Um. I'm an interesting person when it comes to masculinity and femininity. That'd be the counterpart, right? Femininity. Yeah. We we talked
0: about it a bit like two weeks ago too.
1: Um, While they're two different things and I respect both energies. I think the core part about being and what masculinity is, is the core part of what being a human is. Mm -hmm. And it's just about being yourself as often as you can, as frequently as you can and as much as you can. Mm-hmm. and saying the truth whatever you feel the truth to be as often as you can as frequently as you can and as much as you can mm-hmm. um and i can't imagine a world where those rules don't apply for women too yeah so i feel like the definition of it is very human for me okay. i think that these ideas of like masculinity and femininity living on different ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. are important for some concepts and they help us like communicate those concepts really nicely but for things like definitions mm-hmm. Um, it seems that the only reason we've invented these concepts of masculinity and femininity are because they're ways of reaching back into who we really are. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to get into the core of who we really are, I just think both are just ways of being yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So would you say you, you carry a, a very feminine energy or just a human energy? Like how would you describe? Oh yeah, energy?
1: yeah, exactly. In terms like that, yeah. I, I, I would say that in many ways I'm incredibly feminine. Mm-hmm. I used to actually think that I was gay. If I said that I used to think I was just like, oh, no, bro, I can't be feminine. That's gay. But it's not. Yeah. I was just like, dude, like I'm as straight as an arrow. Yeah. But I'm a feminine dude. I was raised by women. I think a certain way. Mm -hmm. I see life a certain way. I'm sensitive. I'm in touch with my emotions. I'm also incredibly masculine, too. Mm -hmm. And I've only nurtured those parts of myself in recent years very consciously, not out of an effort to be far reaching and become more masculine and feminine just because it just happened to come with my growth.
0: Mm hmm. And then how, so how did you navigate yourself on that path of figuring out or, or refining that masculinity for yourself?
1: You know, I remember when I was at an event years ago and I was uncovering all of this for the first time. It was coming to me in waves and that's where I encountered, oh man, Nick, you're a lot more feminine than you thought. Mm -hmm. I was trying to play this role where I was just the same as you, dude. I was like making really just bad mistakes with women Mm -hmm. because I was trying to overcompensate. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know I'm feminine and I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be this guy, you know, when dudes are like, dude, you just got to make the girl think you don't care. Yeah. Or just like, dude, like, yeah, exactly. Right. So I was like that too. And I was like, dude, I just, I, I never felt like myself around them. Yeah. And just so many interesting things would happen because of that. One of the things that comes with that is you don't get a lot of girls because Mm -hmm. you just suck at being yourself around them. But when you do get them, it's because you played this game that wasn't even relevant to you. So that's how I live my life. And at this event, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff was coming up. And I was forced to look into the mirror and say, Nick, at this stage in your life, you express more feminine energy than you do masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then it, it was like. A domino that just tipped everything else off. And it was the most beautiful thing because out of me were, ever since I accepted that, became a challenge, but a meaningful one. It was like life was presenting me with opportunities to nurture my masculine as well. Because mm-hmm. I think that even as a man or as a woman, doesn't matter who you are, you embody both masculine and feminine characteristics. And at different points in your life, you're called to nurture each of those. Yeah. And as of late, I've been very called to nurture this masculine part of my soul and my mm-hmm. personality. And it's felt so rewarding but I can't iterate enough that it doesn't feel internally like I'm trying to do it to self-validate like yeah. I will become I will end this life more masculine and feminine. Yeah. Um it just feels like this is where I'm at. So it all started at that event. Um and it really began when I was able to accept accept that I was a little bit more feminine than masculine at the time. Mm-hmm
0: that's sick bro yeah because i've always felt like i relate to that on a very deep level like yeah we spoke about yeah this, right yeah like i feel like i carry a lot more feminine energy than masculine energy like did I'm, it take
1: you a while to admit it to yourself like it did for me or was that a pretty easy thing
0: i honestly think it was a pretty easy thing like so growing up um you know i've always been referred to as emotional and sensitive and yeah. normally very negative connotations um my friends family and like
1: normally many negative conversations yeah think? like
0: negative like oh you're so sensitive oh you're like yeah, it's too, too emotional me yeah me too me too dude and i'm like you know growing up i was like man why is it i always questioned I'm like why is it be, why is it bad yeah and so as i grew up i've always real like questioned that questioned that questioned that i'm like you know what i am yeah i'm not going to change yeah. that aspect like i am sensitive i am emotional and i think you know as i've grown up I've matured in that emotion and that sensitivity, but I'm not, I haven't changed it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, as a guy, I talk a lot with my hands, which is seen as a very feminine thing. Like a lot of my friends are girls. Um, I relate better to girls. I connect better with them. And for that reason, I like, you know, girls see me as their friends. Not to, yeah. like I don't want to get into the whole friend zone thing because I don't think that's, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, and so I do I. I yeah. don't think the friend zone, like, let's they just. just no, let's talk about that. Let's, yeah, talk let's, about talk a
1: about let's talk about the friend zone
0: thing. Okay. Like, Go I ahead. just think the friend zone is bullshit. Like, I if a girl know. doesn't want to date you, she doesn't want to date you and be, she, you don't have to be nice to them just to figure out that, like, you don't, you don't, you're not nice to someone just because you want them to date you. Like, I'm not nice to anyone just because I'm like, Like, I want them to be with me. And then they're like, and then I ask them out or I say, you know, I really like you. Like, let's go on a date. And they're like, no, I don't see you in that way. I'm never like, no, you suck. Now I'm going to treat you very rudely. No, you're still my friend. Like, I've had experiences with some of my best friends where it's like, hey, you know, I know this isn't a mutual thing. So, like, let's just... I'm just gonna say, you know, I, I've always been someone that needs to say it, yeah. Hear a no, and then move on. Yeah. I like, if if it's something that's um, the potential of, I I could think about it forever. That like, I need to know that it's not. That's and I smart. I normally like it takes I, courage I to it, admit those things. Yeah, I that know time. it's not gonna happen, but I need to hear that it's not gonna happen. Well, I okay, okay, I'll push back
1: on you a little bit. Yeah, you don't know it's not gonna happen. I had a buddy of mine who who's getting who just got married. And he was, as he calls it, in the friend zone for 12 years. Yeah, 12 years, they were best friends. They had never had any sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And then one day, out of the blue, out of the 12 years, he confessed. And it turns out it was a noteworthy confession, man. And mm-hmm. they're getting married. Damn. And he's happy as hell. So yeah. you never know what's going to happen. But number two is the friend zone an interesting place because I've been in it. And um, I think that it is BS. But I do think that there's times. And I'm sorry I'm ranting a little bit. But I yeah. think this is important for anybody who's listening to this. Let's go. There's times where, you know, like, like really and truly, if we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of the friend zone, it's like the only thing that separates a friend zone from the not friend zone is intimacy, yeah, sexual intimacy, yeah. okay? So if, like, you're sexually intimate with a girl and you're also friends with her, you're not in the friend zone. But if there's none of that, if there's no sexual intimacy, if, like, there's no chemistry, then, yeah, like, the friend zone is, like, where you're standing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. If what you desire, and this is something I've learned recently, is to have sexual intimacy with this human being, be it a girl, okay? Mm -hmm. And she just wants to be friends. But you just have it in you, you're like, but I'm really just naturally attracted to her. Mm -hmm. Like, not just her looks, but her personality, her soul, her spirit, the way she is. You do yourself, as a man, a massive disservice by sticking around and pretending like you can be her friend. Because mm-hmm. in your inner soul, what you've always wanted with this person, with this girl, with this woman, is, an, is a chance to show that affection. Mm-hmm. So now you're holding within this massive desire, which might be like the most demasculating thing. is one like you're holding in who you really are, what you really want. Mm-hmm. So what I found to work well for myself is that when that does happen, if like I go for a girl and she's like, no, listen, man, I just want to be friends. And that intimacy is still living in me. I'm like, all right, cool. You, you, we can try the friends thing. But you're going to have to give me some time. Mm -hmm. And I just step away. I step away not because I'm trying to be a dick to her, but because I know in my soul I can't be myself around her Mm -hmm. because I'm so attracted to her and I'll be pretending. And have you ever been around somebody who's pretending just in general life to be something they're not? it's uncomforting for both people. Yeah. It's like uncomforting for the person pretending and it's massively uncomforting for the person who's being pretended in front of. Yeah. And it's horrible. Like, like yeah. sitting down with somebody who just doesn't know themselves and doesn't get it. It like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, so it just, it would suck for her anyways. Yeah. So I just felt like that needed to be shared. And the reason why I say it is because I feel like the audience that you're going to attract here might have experienced that whole friend zone thing a few times. So I figured we'd give them that duality of opinion. Yeah.
0: I I definitely think in that sense, like the whole time thing, I'm a huge advocate for that. Even like people that break up, I'm like, take some time for yourself. Like for me, it's massive. I always think time is the best aspect of it. You know, I I always tell people if they've been in relationships when they're in high school or, you know, they're permanently in relationships, I'm like, figure out who you are. Mm. Like one of my things right now in life is, I need to know who I am so I know what to be when I'm with someone. Yes. And like, you know, I've, I've been single 23 years Yeah, and it's interesting because right now I'm starting my career. So I'm trying to figure out who I am in my in, like career. Mm. But you know, one of the things I actually really want to experience is a relationship because mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I'm 23 years old. I figured out a lot about who I am single yeah. by myself. Yeah, And so I feel like my, one of my next stages is figuring out who I am in a relationship, mm. but I'm not trying to force it either. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm maybe pushing it a little bit too much rather than just letting things happen organically. Um,
1: Are you on any apps? I am. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hinge is the number one. Cool. For sure. What do you I, think of them? Uh they're... so I just think the the attitude that people use when they're on them, each one is massively different. Yeah. So I think Hinge is the most like Hinge has been my most successful one where yeah. I'm like actually going with
1: and you're meeting you're meeting good girls. Yeah. You're meeting good women. great girls. Awesome.
0: Um, you know, I have a rule of not doing anything physically with them. Yeah. Um, Good for you Where Because you know I'm in the I'm in the Searching Mode and like I'm not so sometimes I'll be on you know I'll be going on like three dates with three different girls over the for the course of two weeks. I'll
1: be going on three dates with three different girls in the course of three Yo. hours. I've been there. <laughs> Yo, and Nick, Nick knows he's got a he's got a. He's like, I just have a, him come star, the in. The Starbucks is over. I gotta go to the cafe. Starbucks. Yeah. I gotta go so to the same cafe yeah. in hour intervals. With
0: girls come in, he's like, sorry, that minutes. was just an interview for my 40, co- yeah. Forty-five
1: minute sessions.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. No overlap. Yeah.
0: So I I I'm, have, ki-
1: I'm like, kidding I by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I just made. I know you I know, do. I know yeah. you know, but anybody listening, yeah, I am kidding.
0: Um, so uh, I'm trying to navigate that world right now that yeah. I'm, I'm living in, and and I'm meeting like amazing people, and That's I, beautiful. you know, I I don't want to ever make a girl feel like they're used or anything like that so i'm just like i want to get to know you as a human being and then i if i you know if i if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah like that's more my thing like i i test the energy that's beautiful if it's a good if it's good energy then you know it's good energy if it's not it's not
1: it's pretty easy to sift out yeah it's very easy to sift out
0: and so you know i i feel like with hinge it's it's much more the presence behind it is much more intentional Mm -hmm. yeah i agree um which which they've done a good job marketing Mm -hmm. i feel like as Hinge has gotten more popular, it's been filled with more guys, again, who were like the Tinder guys. Yep. Um, when I'm on Tinder, uh, it's kind of a different approach just because, you know, Tinder has that swipe social less, aspect. Swipe right, yeah, mentality, like it has yeah. has the cultural aspect of, you know, this is a hookup app. And yeah. I, I remove that pressure from it. Yeah. Um, and that has helped me a lot. So Good I'm, for you. I've met some, recently I've met some better people on Tinder, but honestly through... What about Bumble? Bumble, I, I don't use. Yeah. No. Um, so this is the interesting thing about the dating apps though. Like on, on Tinder, I feel like my self-esteem is ruined much more mm. just because like I'm not the most physically attractive guy. Mm. Um, and so, you know, when you like Tinder does this thing where they show you about how many people have swiped right on you. Oh is that and what so they you can do? see, right? Um people, really? Yeah, like it will show like, you know, thirty people have swiped right on you, um and you're trying to match with those thirty people. And oh um okay okay. It's kind of this weird thing. And so yeah. I find that you know, that number is low and it stays low. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh God like uh, people. Oh God! Find me ugly. So, so I got, I gotta make my. Oh God! I mean, these are people in like people. ranges from between Markham and yeah. and Laurier. Yeah, so exactly. it's like that's So for anyone many listening people, to
1: this that has no idea where that is, just know it's not a far range or scope or sample no. set of a yeah. human population. Well, it's a, of it's a fair enough. It's a fair enough. It's when fair enough.
0: I when some of your guys, when know. some of your guy friends have like 500 matches, and it's like Jesus, screw those, those like, guys. Man you've been blessed with a good body and you're <laughs> you speaking another language. Okay. Like chill. Yeah. So like, I would say Tinder ruins my self esteem a lot more. Interesting. Um, which is why I try to stay off it a yeah. lot. Um, the main, like the one I'm on most often is, is hinge. hinge. And good just for cause you. I think good it doesn't you. hurt me as much Yeah. because it's, the thing about hinge is you can start a conversation with any girl. Yeah. That allows you to. With yeah. Tinder, it's like you have no chance to show anything but your looks on the mm. first time. And so like that's, that's something I've struggled with because I am yo, know, I'm not I'm a funny guy. I got a good personality. <laughs> I'm a funny guy. Really. I have a good personality. You know, this is the uh the confidence side of me coming out. Um and you know, I I like deep conversation. Like yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I've I've been on uh I've been around, I've been in group settings and I tell people my dating strategy is just, you know, go for dinners and maybe go for a walk after. Yeah. And I'll say like my dinners go like three or four hours. Yeah. And some of the guys are like, what the hell? You just, you don't take them out to drinks and then just bring them home after. I'm like, no, that's not my game. My game is to really talk to this person, figure out what our futures are look like to us right now and then see if there's synergy yeah and if there's no synergy it's like how's that work you? you're cool i mean it's great like these people i would still talk to some of the girls i've been on dates with and that's like nothing comes out of it intimately or like relationship wise but a friendship can actually rise from it can because blossom, because yeah. you 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 keep the emotional intimacy away from it mm. and so it, it, there's no pressure on you to become anything like relationship or romantic mm. and so you can actually allow yourself to just meet cool people
1: but what do you want
0: i'm, I'm looking you, for a relationship yeah
1: because you're on these outside of relationships yeah, so, but so I it kind of like requires like maybe you are a little bit forward or obvious about that desire for intimacy
0: yeah so i guess in in my uh in on my dates it's just like you know it's obviously both a physical thing and a personality mm. thing but I don't put any pressure on it to become anything. Like I don't. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't. Like it, should, mm. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um,
1: and I think you know too. Yeah. Like, and like I
0: vibe it. with them at the end. I'm like, yo, like I'm someone that will go on more than one day, even if the first day didn't really go that well. I'll be like, okay, so you know, I'm I'm very interested in scoping this out again. And the second time, I'll be more of an activity based thing, so you can see them in a different light. Because I feel like. In a group setting, I'm much more goofy. Mm. In a a one-on-one dinner, I feel kind of very forced to perform a certain way. Um, But when I'm doing an activity and I'm in an environment that's just like uppity i can i can be more it's almost like, preoccupied right like yeah. like you're preoccupied with something yeah, yeah I feel and you. so I, I i can be more goofy i can show that more fun side of myself a yeah. bit uh and i feel like there's a lot le- less pressure but so i, I you know I'm, i don't force a second date if they're like no i don't see it i'm like cool that's yeah. fine with me 100 um if it's you. like hey you know i don't really know how to feel about you so let's go on a second date and they're like yeah sure let's go on a second date okay we'll go on a second and date. it works out and it works out there you go man um but even on the second date, you know, I'm very, I'm very honest in the fact that, you know, I, I don't really know what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm not looking for this to be anything. I'm not trying to define this right now. Um, I'm just navigating my young twenties and and figuring out. It's kind of way of uh, the land. Yeah.
1: Man, yeah. you know, I've always seen like, um, be be because I, I'll, I'll be honest, I used to do that frequently and feverishly. Mm-hmm. But this kind of, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just on this tip right now and it might be a phase Mm -hmm. but it feels like a pivotal moment in my journey with women Mm -hmm. and it feels like i've curbed what i've wanted in so many instances and cases with women which has been a relationship a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. and i've had flings over the years but nothing long term Mm -hmm. and um i would go on dates and i would do a lot of what you did Mm -hmm. like a lot and it felt so good dude like you have no idea. It was like amazing. I was like, man, we're either vibing or we're not, but yeah. it's a very clear cut thing. But I found that there was always this part of me that I was burying mm. deep. Cause like I said earlier, the only difference, like if you find like a happy couple, yeah, you they're, know. they're, they're incredible friends. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like a trademark sign, but they're also incredible intimate partners. Mm-hmm. And there's an unrivaled and very precedent, very obvious Sexual chemistry when you're around them, Mm -hmm. whether they display publicly or not, you can feel it and you get a hint for it at times Mm -hmm. So that's like putting it very basically like the two things that create a relationship like this is ultra basics There's Mm -hmm. a billion and one more things. Yeah,
0: but I like the basics
1: Yeah, like let's just keep it basic for the sake of the conversation as example So if what's being sought after is a relationship a long-term relationship um and and one in my situation this was this used to be me was only going for that friendship piece that's all the 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 women that i was ever dating ever felt Mm. so i never and and it wasn't because i didn't feel like i wanted to be intimate with them sexually emotionally what have you but i didn't give myself permission to show that Mm. for me yeah it was born out of i was really afraid of not seeing the light of it at the other end of being rejected mm-hmm. because I, I just wanted anything to have a chance with this girl. Yeah. And what I ended up with was a lot of friends that became, I have a lot of girl friends. Same. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I cherish them, man, but I'll be damned if I said that, Oh dude, I've looked at these group of friends at a point in my life. I'm like, I have respectively been on dates with like 90% of you. And this pool of women mm. in my life is a result of like failed attempts at relationships. for mm-hmm. me. And at one point I would like, I, I don't know if despise them is the right word, it's a really harsh word, but I would look at them and they would remind me of the fact that I'd fallen short, mm. that I'd fallen short of that goal for myself. And I was forced to look in the mirror and say the only reason I fell short wasn't because of their choice alone, mm. is because of the course of action during my pursuit. Mm-hmm. And it's that I veered too far to the cautious side of being their friend because that's easy. It was yeah. easy for me. It was like, I could be anyone's friend. I'm Nick Singh. I'll connect with anybody. I'll connect yeah. with fucking whoever. Put them in front of me and we'll we'll get rocking. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't expressing that deeper desire. And um, I was blaming others yeah. for that lack of. So I, I, I've i recently been on this tip of being very forward about that. Not in a way that's creepy or yeah. or whack or forceful or pushy. Yeah. But just showing myself fully. And I can't tell you the form of freedom that's come from that. It's been revolutionary for Mm me. Um, The form of freedom that's come from that is, wow, for the first time in my life, I'm really with women going after what I viscerally want. And it's polarizing. It's like categorizing them ultra quick. It's like either they're unreceptive and they're not interested and then we get to sit back and decide whether or not we'd be good friends. Yeah. Because I'm at a point in my life where this might sound harsh, but it's the honest goddamn truth. Yeah. I have a lot of amazing friends. Yeah. And I'm sure as hell you do too. Some of them are guys. Some of them are women. Mm-hmm. These are world-class people. It's taken me years to find them. I'm mm-hmm. constantly adding to the list. I'm at no shortage for friends. Yeah. I'm at a massive shortage for relationships with women. <laughs> like <laughs> like, like intimate, intimate relationships with women. Yeah. Okay? And what I'm trying to say is that once we both take a step back, because I'll be damned, I know why she's here. I know why I'm here. She just told me she wants a long-term relationship. She now knows I want a long-term relationship. Yeah. If she's unreceptive to doing that with me and I'm on, or I'm unreceptive to doing that with her, now we get to take a step back and say, okay, cool. Our original des- desires didn't work out. Um, can we even be friends? Mm-hmm. Like, like not like can we be fr- Of course we can. But do we even want to be? Like, yeah. are we compatible homies or what? Like, I got a lot of friends. You got a lot of friends. And maybe it's just a lesson. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, whoa, like this didn't work out. But thank God. Yeah. Like, thank God, because now we're such good friends and I couldn't have asked for a better friend in my life as a woman. And, um, mm. and, and this has done and moved mountains for me um, with being a little bit more forward about what I want. So I'm, I'm not opposing you in your own strategy. I'm just saying um, this is what's felt very real for me as of late. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to part one of my episode with Nick. Uh, We'll be back with more on Friday talking about the same kind of themes and uh, just another continued discussion that ends up being very good. Um, And I look forward to having you here more on Friday.